The 96th floor is on fire. You're gonna be just fine, I promise you that. No, 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 no! Skyscraper, the final review. I'm calling this new series the final review because I can't keep up with other people reviewing. I spend my time doing food delivery or pacing the parking garage. Got a nice view of the hills. You can see it in my videos. It's, I think it's got to be one of the top five parking garages in California. And it's right down the street from my apartment. And the apartment sucks. But the parking garage, you could see for miles. That's also my suicide spot. But not yet. You know, not until I pick my perfect jerk to walk down to hell with me on a leash. And please, keep st everyone keep giving me suggestions uh, for that. You don't need to type Barbara Streisand anymore. I'm already well aware of her. But I don't know if it can be a female. You know, if people going to think that I was anti-woman if, if it's a female. But I'm just really anti-jerk. They could be anything. Okay, so Skyscraper. Here it is, the final review before this movie fades from human consciousness forever. I have not seen it, but for most of these final reviews, it's going to be movies I have not seen because I just don't have the money. However, I think we all know that we do. It's you don't need to see them to write a review. Not anymore. I, you, you don't need to. It's not just because it would waste your time. It would do that, you too, but so many movies are like other movies. You just need to see the trailer to establish cast, location, and main points of action. Everything else beyond the trailer is just them padding the time so you'll drop the 10 bucks on popcorn and soda. We know that game by now. So buying tickets to movies is usually a sucker's bet. Unless it was Alpha, the movie about a caveman taming a dog. I'm telling you, that one was quality. Not a not a joke. Go see it. If it's anywhere still at the bargain dates, go see it. But here is my review uh, Skyscraper. <clears throat> Excuse me. Skyscraper is a movie that stars action hero The Rock, who goes up the upper floors of a very tall skyscraper. Once he is up there, bad things go on for him, and he's doing a lot of things to survive. This is because uh, every now and again, it does not happen often. But every now and again, uh, if you are a guy who is up at the top, uh, way up on a building, you're going to be a guy who, the, the one guy who's maybe going to fall, maybe going to burn to death, maybe get machine gunned, all of that over and over. You just get that streak of really bad luck, apparently. And like I said, it does not happen often. But once you are that guy up in the building, you just got to get through the next hour or two. And then you're reunited with your family who are close by and then you're fine. Like I said, I did not see it, but the bad guys lose, Rock survives and gets back to his family, and at the end they're happy it's all over with. Now, how do I know all that if I haven't seen it? To put it another way, why are 90% of movies you ever see feeling so much alike these days that you're bored even at the thought of having to sit through them? Well, got the answer. Once upon a time, there was a piece of human garbage who wrote a book called Save the Cat. You ever hear this? It was on how to write a screenplay. It's, it, that's what it said. But really, it was a set of rules for making your movie just so-so. But it will be at least that 
What I mean is it was a way to make your movie functionally sufficient and professional, but because the structure would be so cookie-cutter and familiar, you're guaranteeing that your movie isn't bad at the expense of making it only get to mediocre. In other words, I'm finding new ways to say this. In other words, some movies are in A+, like the first Raiders of the Lost Ark, and some movies are in F, like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But what if you could guarantee guarantee a C, C plus kind of result, like the other two Raiders movies. Movie studios like the sound of that, because they like playing it safe with all that money. And if all the movies end up being a C or a C plus, what could you compare them to? So this Save the Cat guy starts selling his set of rules to movie studios, teaching them and their writers through seminars that there really are rules you can follow to guarantee that your movie will be at least okay, but just not better than okay. But they got, because they're going to have the same beats, same three-act structure, same exposition length, same five minutes of milling around at the end right before the credits. So now moviegoers would get a guaranteed competent movie experience, but only just competence. Nothing amazing or unexpected, as I'm sure you've noticed seeing movies these days. Now, the reason why this Save the Cat guy and all his disciples that are still teaching his seminars now that he's dead and is burning in hell, but see how I'm not using his name? Uh, you can't sue me. Actually, try to sue me. I'll give you my food delivery job. That's all I got. It's all yours. We don't even have to go to court. Go delivering food in your BMW, you lawyer piece of crap. Have your car smell like the Chinese fish place. But yeah, movies. Uh... The reason he's burning in hell is you got, imagine you were he, him, and you got these rules. You find out, you discover, you create these rules for making the movies alike and just okay. Me, you, what would we do? We would look into the future and see all the movies starting to get alike, right, and boring, and then that paves the way for the stupid-ass superhero movies. Now, we have a soul. So what do we do? We burn these rules in a bonfire. We never let them get to the movie studios. We would die first, or just about die. Get hurt first, right? Because if we don't, then the world becomes like one of those Twilight Zone episodes where it turns out the guy's in hell at the end. If we go like this, see the guy's, he's in, he thinks he's in heaven and all the movies are free. And he's like, oh man, this is great. And then he's watching movie after movie and all these different movie theaters that are free. And then the movies are seeming so alike to him. And he's like, you know what? I want to go to hell. Put me down there because at least the movies there will have some weirdness and unpredictability. And, and the devil guy goes, ha, guess what? You are in hell. And that's why the movies are all alike down here forever you're stuck and but then you would start kicking the devil guy's ass because you see the old twilight zone in that one he looked pretty slow on his feet you could pop him with a jab before he does a devil superpower that stuns him then you start wailing on him give him the one twos giving him the business then you get to run hell if you beat him up and it's, you have to beat him up enough so he couldn't talk no more like his brain got damaged but then you would get decent you know what that's another podcast for another time. Okay, so back to the thing. So this guy who wrote these movie rules, he got rich, really rich, by teaching the studios to make all the movies the same. 
That is why we are in the golden age of television. You get all those extra hours in all them episodes, people suddenly getting freedom to tell stories in lots of different ways, extra time for all the asides and character development. So that's why these final reviews I'm doing, seeing the movie is just a distraction. And look, the reason you listen to these podcasts is because we are alike. I am just like you. You are just like me. Neither of us is some no hope of film studies grad from a university trying to write sassy reviews about Spider-Man movies to get hired by the local newspaper right before it shuts down. We are in a world where we're just going to movies and they're getting more and more alike. So we're going to movies less and less. Now, if movie studios want to pretend like they still care about creativity, we can pretend like we saw their movies. But I've already passed that phase. I'm now in the final phase. I'm doing movie reviews for movies I ain't never gonna see. The final review. These will be the only reviews you ever need. So keep tuning in. I promise these will be substantive in a way that reviews from people who have seen the movie cannot be, can never be, because they got distracted by seeing it. So here it is. What did I think of Skyscraper? Meh. Uh, yeah. Eh. The Rock, he, the, he's too athletic. I feel like he's basically using the building as exercise equipment, like he'd tell the bad guys to give him five more minutes so he could work the back part of his arms or whatever. I think that's why we love Indiana Jones and Die Hard and the first couple of Star Wars movies so much. Those were real underdog schlubs like us. You give them superpowers, uh, like the moment Princess Leia did that Superman pose flight back to the spaceship in the latest one, the Jedi the single most embarrassing moment in movies ever. And I seen porno movie blooper reels, which I recommend not just because of the, the comedy, but um, you get to see how uh, ridiculous and disgusting sexual activity actually is. But yeah, you need a schlub type to really fall in love with an action movie, a sci-fi movie. See, that's why we love Indiana Jones. He was basically just regular guy powered. And, we cannot tell you what Rock's name is in the Skyscraper movie, not just because we haven't seen it, but because no one on the planet Earth can tell you what his character's name was. David? Frankie? No one knows. Not a single person in the world can tell you that. Even the people who made the movie, who wrote the movie, even The Rock, you ask him now, he's just going to change the subject. And you get a pro wrestler doing movies, it's no surprise he's winning fights, it's no surprise he's able to jump and swing on things. He's not an underdog. We like underdogs like Indiana and Die Hard Guy. Remember, Die Hard Guy was barefoot. That was, that's so much down from having shoes in that kind of situation. So let me put it this way. Imagine you're getting hassled by a guy and so you challenge him to a fight. Okay, you tell him, meet me outside the 7-Eleven at midnight. No guns, only knives and bottles and bike chains allowed. And he shows up in the Iron Man suit like a little kid. That's cheating. I'm telling you, every superhero is a coward. They use their powers because they're cheating. They're cheaters. And you're saying, well, you could have a superhero suit too. Then it's fair. No real person with any kind of soul inside their body is dressing up like a Christmas tree to do some fighting. Then it's not even you winning the fight. Your suit won the fight. You could have just been sitting off on the side and letting your suit go do it. How these superhero cheating people can look themselves in the mirror. And not only that, these movies make people think there's hope. 
that's maybe the worst thing about him. That there's superheroes like Batman, a Jesus going to save things. People falling in love with Trump this way they fell in love with Obama, like they were superheroes. I'm telling you, hate them all. Hate every overlord in your heart until it burns. Every politician, every celebrity and celebrity athlete and celebrity tech billionaire who has power over you, and they do. You wish them pain and suffering and fatal accidents. Skyscraper, two stars, three, three stars maybe if it's 3D. That's probably out of five stars. I just, I have not settled yet on what I want the top amount of stars to be. Right now, I'm thinking five. Thanks for listening. Nevergotfamous.com. See you on the other side. I gotta calm down.